Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Just getting ready to uh, play this game here, Wampum, for the NES, on the Two Dudes you know, and NES show. When I think, uh, when I hear Wampum, I think, Womp Womp. Yeah, me too. Like, something bad happened. Like, yeah. you just lost some game. Like, uh, Whammy. Uh, or the, uh... Yeah, you know, Whammy's kind of... Yeah, it's, it's kind of the same thing. So, last week, or not last week, last show, we had Dude and D with the guarantee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this show, I am given a guarantee that will probably offend somebody somewhere, based on no. the premise of this game. And the We're fairly innocuous, you're right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go on a rant or a tirade or anything, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe. This game in and of itself may have a little, maybe a little iffy. Yeah. Also, uh, who, who requested this game? Who requested this game? Let's blame them. This was a Patreon pick from Mike. Not yeah. me. Other not Mike. you. Did we get a message or something? I heard, a, like, a noise. Just you. I would... How do we check messages on here? Can we get messages on here? Maybe uh, not. Never mind. Forget. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I you feel like need I heard... to, If we ever want to try to get the messages, because my computer is so yeah. finicky, we may want you to be the message guy. You know what I mean? Because your computer's yeah. not to handling all the, the hardware. Yeah. I don't see where... We... Wait. I don't see where we got a message. This is a great way to start a podcast, by the way. Yeah, we're doing great. Hey, so speaking of great podcasting, uh, I feel like this is going to be a very tangent-heavy episode as well. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm looking at my tangent list because I always keep a tangent list. I've got right. like six things, six things on it right now. Oh boy, yeah. But we don't have to get to all of them, but I do want to hear uh, before we get too into the show. I do want to hear you got some charter updates and news. Oh boy. Okay. And on purpose, I did not ask you about it the other night when, right. when we were hanging out because I wanted to save it for the show because I knew, I knew it would be good. Okay, so Charter, so this past week, and I knew better than to try to do this during this week, but, uh, you know, I'm a glutton for punishment apparently. So I usually get Sling for my streaming service, right? And it's, you know, Sling's always been good. Um, but Charter, 
threw in this little this little uh, little deal. It was going to be a you know a few dollars cheaper than what I was paying for Sling, and it's also going to give me all the local channels over it. Okay, so you get all the you know you get these cable channels that you pick. It's not you know, like a predetermined package either. Like Sling is a predetermined package. Charter lets you pick the channels that you want. And it was like I said, a few dollars cheaper. Seems like a dream and, come true. Yeah, and uh, I was going to also give you local channels. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to try it. Uh, resisted at first because they came out with it like a couple months ago, and of course, in pure charter fashion, they've been sending me like mail flyers, like you know, every other day. Oh yeah, they were calling me about it, and I told them to quit calling me. Because I wasn't going to buy it. So they started sending it to you in the mail. I guess that's what they've been trying yeah. to call me about. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. But here lately, every time they call me, I pick up the phone. I say, hello. They say, hey, Michael, this is Charter calling. And I say, are you offering me faster internet or cheaper internet? And they say, no. And I say, okay, goodbye. Click. <laughs> so they know not to call me unless they're offering one of those two things. Right. So Monday... Uh, I signed up for it online, right? And I I wasn't actually home because I, I just decided to do it. Um, so I, I wasn't home to like test it or anything. But so you, you just know. did this to your family while being away from home? You just said, hey, family, guess what? We're doing charter now. Yeah. Well, no. Um, <laughs> Let's just break So, it. yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that. So we got home Tuesday being out of town and i go to like log on use my jar log on it doesn't work right okay you know sling like i you know i've i've used sling off and on and sling like let's say like i'll like take a couple months off not use sling um like i'll see like if i want to do away with it but then some sport things will will start happening and i want to get it again but when you purchase sling like, it's immediate. Like, you log in on your Roku or whatever and, you know, watch whatever you mm-hmm. just paid for. So I call Charter Tuesday uh, night. Uh, like, you know, I paid for this yesterday. It's not working. They're like, we have no, um, we have, we, we, you've not signed up for that service. Well, I had an email with a confirmation number, as I, which I pulled up. And they said, that confirmation number pulls up nothing in our service. Man, I'm you like, even threw the confirmation number at them? Yeah, and they still said. And they were like, well, actually, we've got a uh, note here on your account that says that you called in yesterday inquiring about the streaming service, but you decided not to purchase it. I was like, I didn't talk to anybody yesterday. <laughs> I purchased it online, and... Um, uh, you know, I've got a confirmation number and that I purchased it, and uh, it didn't work. Like, how do you not? How did you get that in my file that like I talked to somebody and you, whatever? It's just, that's a technical yeah. charter uh, thing today. Yeah, just bizarre. So then they were like, "Well." You know, let's let's get you signed up. I was like, okay, fine. Let's sign up for it now. As long as you can assure me, I'm not going to get like four charter bills. You know, um, which I'm still saying is probably going to happen. Oh yeah, yeah. but they're going to bill. Um, 
So they sign me up. And at this time, it's like 10 o'clock at night. And I've been traveling. I'm tired. And so I get off the phone with them. I try to log in. Doesn't work. I'm like, well, you know, maybe it'll take an hour or so to kick in. So I'm going, forget it. I'm going to bed. And what can you watch it on, by the way? Is it like Apple TV, Roku Stick? Yeah. Or just yeah, anything like that. Roku, uh, you have to have some kind of streaming device, like Roku or Fire Stick. So is it a charter app or do you have to go on like a website? No, it's a charter app. Oh boy. I would not trust that. (laughs) It's, well, okay. We'll get there. So, yeah. So next morning, still not working. And this is Wednesday morning. Now, uh, I'm a huge March Madness fan. And I'm a huge Tennessee Vols fan, which is... I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's very painful right now to talk about. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, March Madness was starting on Thursday. This was Wednesday. I just got rid of Sling. I needed something to watch it on Thursday. And Tennessee plays at 1240 on Thursday. So they're like, you know, one of the first games to play. So I call them and they're like, well, it takes 24 to 48 hours for the service to kick in. That's ridiculous. And I said, that is absolutely nonsense. Sling is immediate. You guys are a cable provider. You are a cable provider and you are an internet provider. And you're telling me that your streaming service, (laughs) it takes you, you guys can't figure out how to get it, get it to me in 48 hours. It's not that they can't figure out how to do it. It's that they don't want to give it to you that fast for whatever reason. Yeah, and it's like, I'm just like, I'm dumbfounded. So then I give them the ultimatum, okay? And I give them the, look, this has got to be working by tomorrow morning. I, You know, I told them I got rid of my sling service to switch to you guys. And I tried to do this on Monday in order to, so I could watch basketball on Thursday. And... If I don't have it by tomorrow morning, I'm canceling the service. To which I got the response of, okay, well, just let us know. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, Charter I mean, has changed over the years, man. Used to, you could give them that ultimatum and they would just do bend over backwards for you. But I, I don't know if it just happened so many times over the years. Yeah, I was talking to, yeah, I was talking to my dad about it yesterday and he was just like, yeah, they just, they don't even care. Just okay, cancel it. Fine. Yeah, we don't care care anymore. So sad. Uh, Long story short, I called again Thursday morning when it was not working. Um, they tried to do some kind of reset on my account. Of course, didn't work. It eventually started working like Thursday afternoon. I was able to watch the game because I was able to log on through like the March Madness app and watch it through there. So it calmed me a little bit but it was just ridiculous mm-hmm. it was just charter being charter to I be honest with you i understand i promise and, that, by the way everybody i promise we will get to walmart shortly yeah it, it was just it was a nightmare and i'm still to be continued because i'm still waiting the first bill which is there's no telling what it's gonna look like yeah that's nice. it's, so what I is technically it? ordered it twice so it's less than about 30 bucks 40 bucks it's Yes, twenty one. It's twenty one ninety nine. Wow. Um, that is not bad. so. It, it's a it's, it's a good deal. I think okay. it's a good deal. Now, 
here's here's where I say here's where I brag about mine a little bit. I've got DirecTV now. Mm-hmm. I'm a pretty big fan of it. Um, it is similarly priced, not that great. Uh, it's a little bit more expensive, depending on which package you get. It is package based, but mm-hmm. if you prepay three months in advance, they give you the newest Apple TV, like the best Apple TV, like the 4K one. That's so pretty sweet. It's a pretty good deal, really, because if you, if you think about it, I think the cheapest one is like forty dollars a month. So forty times three, it's actually cheaper than actually buying an Apple TV. So it's the cheapest way yeah. to get the 4K Apple TV. And you get to try out their service for three months. Right. Which is, their app is not great, but they allow you to sign into all the other apps. So it works, which is fine for me. Yeah, that's the way Charter works too. Like you can work, you can go into like the Watch ESPN app or stuff like that. And since, so. and since uh, net neutrality, nobody cares about that anymore. I have AT&T phone service, so they knock a bunch of money off my bill for having both. Which makes the whole charter thing even more ridiculous to me. Because I was able to lo- use my login to log in to like ESPN or the March Madness app. Uh-huh. So my credentials were working. So why wouldn't the, the Spectrum app work? I don't know. Just charter, ridiculous. They don't know what to do. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to Wampum. Let's move on to happier times. I gotta say one more thing. Not about charter. Right. I was just drinking from this glass, so you can see this glass here. Yes. Tennessee, it's like a mason jar. It's got a handle on it, right? Yeah, love it. Okay, only in Tennessee would they have to put this. On the bottom, I just noticed this, not for home canning. <laughs> <laughs> so don't use this to can. Uh, I bet you could. You probably could. Yeah, I bet you could. All right, All right so, Wampum. Wampum, you got any history for us? So, yes, do. So, Yontlem was brought to us by Jelko. Jelico. How do you say that? Is that Jelko or Jelico? Jelico. Jelico. I, I like know. that even I'm better. Just, I'm just making it up. Which we've talked about a, uh, a couple of those games from Jelico, uh, I believe. I know we talked about Asinax, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was um, uh, a Jelico game. Um,. But it was originally, uh, there's some major, pretty major difference between the Japanese version and the American version. So the Japanese version was released on December 7th, 1990. The North American version released in March 1991. Now, the the Japanese version, the protagonist uh, was Sun Wukong, or also known as the uh, King Monkey. Or Monkey King, oh, yeah. which is a godlike figure in uh, Chinese in the 16th century Chinese classical novel *Journey to the West*. Oh, um, big deal. So uh, it, basically, the Japanese version was this kind of um, Monkey King god figure going through these kind of journeys. Well, I guess when they shifted over to the North American title, they thought, well. Don't know if that's going to sell a lot of units in North America. Some monkey king god from the Song Dynasty. So uh, they changed it over to a, a Native American protagonist, um, as you can see on the cover. Which, mm, you know, there was a lot of discussion. I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up. There was a lot of discussion yeah. on the Facebook 
comments uh, about uh, whether whether that being a controversial figure. Obviously, that's been in the news a lot lately, like the Washington Redskins, Cleveland Indians kind of stuff, you know, using a, a Native American protagonist. I'm not really in the mood to get into that, to be <laughs> honest fine. with you. That's uh, fine. <laughs> now, we did but, come from uh, our high school mascot was the Redskins, so we do have and, a little bit of yeah. history there. We also come from the South, and there was a big song back in the day. I don't know if you remember Tim McGraw. Back in the day with the Indian Outlaw. Indian Outlaw? Which you would not fly today, I don't think. Not at all. <laughs> can you, can uh, you yeah, imagine he, Tim McGraw coming out now singing a song about himself being an Indian Outlaw? Who, and then goes through like basically every tribe that he can think of. Like yeah, half he's, Cher- what he's is half it? Cherokee and Choctaw. And his baby. My mama was a chicken... Or that his baby was a Chippewa. Baby mama was a Chippewa or something. It's something crazy. <laughs> I think he just says my baby is a, she's a Chippewa. She's a one of a kind. Okay. So oh that's a, yeah. speaking of an offensive song, uh, yeah, Tim. <laughs> I wonder if he still performs that song. There's live. no way he still performs that song. It was a really popular song for him, though, back in the day. Oh, I remember. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. He it doesn't he like oh man, man that song's bad but anyway so <laughs> moving on uh not sh- not basically long story short uh there was a discussion on facebook you can go to that and kind of read that if you're if that's something that interests you or something that you're concerned about um but i don't think this game would fly today with this kind of protagonist uh probably of course. not but uh Anyway, that's all. That's all I really kind of say about that. Yeah, I, um, you know, I we don't need to. Get, we try to stay apolitical on this show. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we won't get into it. I I don't want to put myself in anybody's shoes, but you know, the cover is a little bit. Uh, the cartoonish drawing is a little bit uh, over the top. I will say that. But the game itself yeah. is about. Well, we'll get into what the game's about. But the game itself, what it's about, is really not. It, Anything offensive, if you ask me, but yeah, because it's not yeah. a hero uh, warrior guy, you know. So I think yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's what. It, yeah, it, the 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 cover doesn't do it any favors because it is kind of cartoonish and um whatever. But anyway, so uh, composer Sukasa Tawada. Uh, who was also best known for scoring several Pokemon games. Really? So he had a pretty uh, good career after uh, doing this game uh, way back in 1991. We've yeah, got a so theme going for the last two weeks of composers who, uh, and spoiler spoilers for later in the show, composers who go on to do great things, not doing so great things in the NES. Right. <laughs> Right. Not doing so good things on the early day. I'm just say that. So, um, but anyway, um, so Nintendo Power gave a, a, there was a full write-up for it. They gave it an overall rating of 3.1 out of 5 in their May of 1991 issue. Um, and it's, it receives probably, uh, for the reviews that I, uh, read, Tepid reviews usually around, I guess, about a 3.3 out of 5 is about right for that. So, 
That being said, did you go on a journey to find this game? Did you have this game? I went on a journey to, to the west. West Knoxville. Yeah. yeah. Journey to the west. And uh, could not find the game. So. Yeah. I did not. I think it seems to be it's a, little a little bit harder to find. It is harder to find. It's also a little more expensive. Not terribly expensive, but it's a little more. But I did think that maybe there was a chance I could find it. And I wouldn't have minded picking it up for the, the price because it's not outrageous. But I didn't find it. So I did play demo mode on this one, unfortunately. You know, it was something we've never really talked about on the show, which I think may actually exist. And maybe I'm just imagining it because we've ran into it a couple of times. But games that are late in the life cycle of the NES, that are also kind of obscure titles. Like they're not a Mario mm-hmm. or Zelda or something like that. Like, be, that, I just don't think they made a lot of units. Like if there was a, if it was late kind of in the NES cycle... Like early in the NES cycle, I can imagine there was just there was not a lot of games, so you could just make it just about yeah. anything and it would sell. Right. And so games like this maybe just didn't catch on, so they didn't produce a lot. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, what'd you say, 1991 when it came out in North America? Yeah. Dead? yeah. So that's uh, I mean, you're getting into the 16-bit territory, so. Yeah. People aren't as excited about the NES anymore. I mean, I was because I didn't, I didn't venture into 16-bit that so soon. But, you know, the people who are on the cutting edge, they uh, probably weren't too interested in playing as uh, the old wampum character, Soaring Eagle. In yeah, Soaring Eagle. Yeah. So. Reminds me of the uh, Minnesota State Fighting Eagles. Coached by one Craig T. Nelson mm. or Hayden Fox, as I like to call. <laughs> yeah, coach. I remember. So I was watching. There was a campaign going around. Uh, I don't remember if it was during the Trump Hillary election or the one before that. It was coach for president, and it just was that picture of him like holding the football up on, on his shoulder. Yeah, and it just said coach for president. Uh, watched a movie the other day. Okay. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's about the the surfer girl that like got her arm bit off by a shark. Oh yeah, and yeah she was yeah. like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. Uh, you know, it's a good family movie, so we were, we were watching it as a family, and uh, I was kind of semi interested in it until Craig T. Nelson showed up in the movie, and you and were I was all like, in. Oh, I'm all in now. <laughs> <laughs> I've never. Does he play the dad? He plays the doctor. The doctor. Ooh. Craig T. Nelson mm-hmm. as a doctor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you got me interested. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, okay, this is totally unrelated, but it just popped in my head. So I went out um, to get Mexican food tonight at the local Mexican restaurant. Oh, boy. And uh, this has nothing to do with the Mexican restaurant or the food or anything like that. Uh, but I was going, I was heading to the door. And there's this couple walking beside me, uh, this guy and this, and this girl, about my age, maybe a little bit older. And the girl was smoking a cigarette. And uh, I go, the, I go to hold the door open for them. And they go in, and the girl says, the girl takes her cigarette and puts it out on the ground and leaves it laying mm-hmm. there. And then the guy goes, hey, one of these days you're going to quit doing that. Take two puffs and put it out. 
And then, and then she goes, I'm going to get it when we get, but come back out. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> I'm going to get right back nice. on it as soon as we come back out. So they were going to go, she was going to go to dinner. But before she went in, she had to put her cigarette out on the ground, mind you, underneath this bench. And then when she was done with dinner, she's going to come back out, pick it up, and light it back up and smoke it. I love it. Only in I East Tennessee. It. Well, maybe not only in East That's Tennessee. That's right. But uh, some of, some of well, East Tennessee's finest. Uh, somebody, we need to maybe call the police, uh, do a welfare check on slapper bags, because Xavier just went down. <gasps> Ooh, and he's in Poland right now on business. Oh, is he really? So he probably doesn't even know. That's why he uh, didn't respond to my text the other day. Yeah, I texted him the same text as texted you about the the man in uh, I don't remember what country it was. Oh yeah, that, the Russian or no? Was it was it Poland? Ah, Maybe Poland. Shoot. Um, basically, this guy was told by the court that he was in fact dead, <laughs> and despite he his. Prove. That, uh... Yeah, here it is. Here's the headline. The headline read as Romanian court rejects man's claim that he's alive. <laughs> that, that's the best headline ever. Yeah, and it's not an Onion article. It's a legit. No, that is actually the New York Times. So, nice. I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that uh, Monty Python uh, skit. Remember in the Holy Grail? He's oh, yeah. it's like bring yeah. out your dead. And he, he's got that guy on his shoulder. Oh, you're he's, dead. He's like, he's like, here, I want to put this guy. He's like, I'm not quite dead yet. <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's dead. He's like, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be stone cold dead in the morning. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. All right, let's get back oh, to the game. I don't know if people can have already figured this out yet or not, but uh, we may not have a lot to say about this. And Mike's well, it's a pretty, it's a pretty short game, So to, yeah. to be honest, right? Well, let's get so, back on it. Huh? Let's get back on it. Talk about it. Yeah. I've got a good idea right. of how we can do that. Oh, I bet I know what it is. Would you say manual if I asked you to tell me what you thought it was? I'd say manual. Woo-hoo! There he is. Manual. Soaring Eagle yep. himself. That's right. All right. I want to start with the uh, story, the introduction. Wampum is the story of Soaring Eagle, a young Indian brave who ventures into the wild a world seeking totems for his magic pouch. Wampum consists of eight worlds. The first world acquaints you with the game. The next six worlds may be traveled in any order. The final world is a secret. <laughs> Don't tell. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it starts out in this kind of like, I guess like a tutorial almost like level. Like the first level you just start out. And then after that you can choose which level you want to go to next out of like six worlds. It kind it's of kind follows of like the classic Mega, Mega Man. Man yeah. It yeah. reminds me a little bit of Mega Man X on the Super Nintendo because in Mega Man X you start, it just starts you on a level and when you finish that level then you can pick which level you want to go. Yeah. But yeah, this, this, and this game plays very much like a Mega Man game. I mean, it is mm-hmm. very much a Mega Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, you get through the first world, and then you can pick the the next six worlds. Now, do you okay. want to read the getting started portion? Sure, I can. Pl- I can I read mean, the getting started. But let me first the introduction. There, the story of the game is not what I was expecting it to be. Uh, right. The story. He just says he just he just tra- ventures into the world seeking totems. What I thought from playing the game, 
and correct me if I'm wrong, is I thought he was like doing his like some kind of Native American trials to become like he's a young brave trying to become a, a true warrior or whatever. You know what I mean? Because mm. if you look yeah. at the level names, it says stuff like the fire trial and stuff like that. So it, it seems to me. Oh, see, I, I never thought was, about that. And I thought that was a really cool and unique story myself that it was right. this young brave going through his trials to become the ultimate warrior or whatever. Speaking of, was yeah. the ultimate warrior supposed to be a Native American guy? I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I think there was supposed to be some some kind of Native American thing in there. Okay, let me read to get it started, just in case anybody's confused about what to do with this game. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Getting started. This is important. <clears throat> Number one, place the wampum cartridge into your NES and turn on the unit. Mm, that's where I was going wrong. Yeah, see? See? Did I just change your opinion about this game? Mm, maybe. All right, number two. The title screen appears. When you're ready to begin playing, press start. It's in all bold. Start, not select, mm -hmm. not any of those other buttons. Press start. And then number three, you will enter the first world of Wampum. There you go. Get you right. They just, they just get you going. That's right. So the way the game plays, like we said, it's kind of like a Mega Man game, but you don't shoot. It's not jump and shoot, man. Uh, as Patreon picker Mike so eloquently put it, uh, it is more of a jog and jab game. So you've got a spear. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's pretty awesome. You've got a spear, and you can jump, and you can jab people with your spear, and that's kind of how the game... That's like the basic weapon tactic of the game. Right. There are power-ups that you can get... Um, as well as totems, as they call them, which is what you get after beating each boss at the end of the six levels. You get these totems. Yeah. What's different about this game, which I kind of thought was interesting, is unlike Mega Man, who has ammo for his sub-weapons, Soaring Eagle is unlimited use of his totems. Right. Most unlimited of which are useless. Right. <laughs> Most of his totems are pretty, pretty lame, if you ask right. me. But... There is that. Yeah. Unlimited uh, use. Right. So, you've got all your different worlds here. Sacred Woods, Magic Forest, Water Test. See, Water Test just sounds like something it should be. Yeah, that's what uh, I mean. Secret Cliff. Uh, just a guy named Cliff. <laughs> yeah. Secret. It, it, in the Japanese version, it's Cliff Secret. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. the level where you have to yeah. try to figure out what his secret is. Hey, Cliff, what's your secret? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You have to figure it out? Not, not telling you. <laughs> uh, ice Ritual and Fire Test. You see what I mean? See how it feels yeah, like? Yeah, now I get it now. You get it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Something. This game is not simple. I mean, it's simple in concept, but it's not easy. It's kind of a somewhat difficult mm -hmm. game, or at least it was for me. But I like the fact... Um, that games like this while being somewhat difficult you can pick any level you want so that means I got to try all the levels even if I couldn't you know even though I right. couldn't beat them all and beat the game because I didn't I'm going to say it's because I didn't have time it's probably because I'm not very I'm not good enough to do it but I won't claim this because I didn't have enough time um, but the what's cool is you can try out all the levels because I don't have to beat the water test to get to the fire test you know 
I think right. that's I think that's one of the things that I've always loved about these Mega Man style games, like Mega Man, DuckTales, and even this game is the fact that you can pick what level you want to go to, and without beating right. the other levels. So you get to basically so you try can the whole game. Yeah, yeah. You get to experience the whole game for the most part. I think those games are really good for people bad at video games too. Like that's a whole like generation of people that like. They just loved video games. They weren't very good at them, so they couldn't progress through games. But if you had a game like this, you you didn't have to worry about it. You could play every level that you wanted to. Like the two guys that host a Nintendo podcast that are, actually aren't very good at video games. <laughs> I was I was saying name. I was going nameless, but all right. <laughs> Since I brought it up, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's correct. Um, I will say that playing this game, the controls. A little floatier than I like. like his I don't like it. Floaty. You did not like the controls at all. Yeah, I think it just took. I think it's just one of those things you have to get used to. Uh, I think yeah. it's just something you're gonna takes a lot of time. That like, there's no real like fine tune movement. Like you move him and he's gonna go a fairly good ways or not move at all. And that's kind of you know. Yeah, he's no got a little like, bit of weight to him too. Like yeah, he doesn't turn on a dime, which. That's a creative choice. I know I can, you know, a lot of games do that. But mm-hmm. for some reason, there's some precision jumping in this game, too, that got really frustrated right. because, because of that, you know? Um, Which is but, really kind of um, almost the major part of the game is the platforming, where you're going up, actually up and down levels instead yeah. of uh, side to side or side scrolling. Yeah, so, the, the level layout in this game is actually really good. Uh, yeah. You, know, you go all sorts of different directions, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of vertical movement. And when you're moving vertically and you're having to jump platform to platform, I I don't appreciate they're not not having tight control. I guess kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it, I think I it think would have been more you fun could get to play. Used to. Yeah, you definitely could. But it's but... not it's not naturally tight. It's he's a little loose. The character's a little loose. Right. Like right. So that may be a creative. A little loose. It's a little loose on turn four. That's right. As they say in my NASCAR turn. And to compound on the fact that he's already a little loose, there's a lot of slippery surfaces in this game. (laughs) Like, there's the ice ritual level, yeah. But then the secret cliff is is either glass or ice or something. I mean, there's a lot of slippery surfaces. Yeah, Yeah, it seems like... Yeah, it seems like the game is almost more can you you know in the in the in the form of learning to control the game as much as it is learning to beat the game or being able to beat the game. Yeah. So I agree. So let's talk about some of these totems. I didn't get All to right. play with a lot of them, um, but mm-hmm. I watched what they do on the internet mm-hmm. thanks to a lot right. of uh, players better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. You got the spear whirlwind, okay? Right. That's where you just turn your spear into a whirlwind. Useless. Um, yeah, it's uh, somewhat useless because it's not very powerful, but it does break blocks, which is cool. But yeah. that only happens a couple of times. I only noticed blocks a couple of times throughout the game, and there really weren't any mm-hmm. secrets behind the blocks that I noticed. Like the ones I used the whirlwind to break, because I did get the whirlwind uh, weapon. But the, the ones that I actually use the whirlwind to break the blocks, I would, the only thing that would be behind there is like a spear power up or something. So, yeah, which the spear power up is awesome. It's like the best thing you can get in the game because it makes your spear longer. But 
still. You know, Makes a spear longer. Yeah. Everybody wants a longer spear, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah. The uh, fire wand shoots a fire. There you go. Not uh, very far. Yeah. I Don't get too excited. No, I didn't get that one actually myself. That one, well, can I you saw, guess what level that comes from? Uh, probably the ice, uh, the water test level. Mm-hmm. Or you the fire wand from the water level. No. No. Comes from fire the test. test. Of course. Uh, the ice ritual level gives you the cloud, which I don't know if you got yeah. that one. It's the ability to store stuff in the cloud. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this game is really, <laughs> it's really ahead of its time. Right. Like you can't save the game until you get this cloud. <laughs> that's a pretty good idea actually yeah <laughs> oh boy that would, be right. fr- that would be so frustrating no. though yeah yeah all right no the cloud allows you to fly sort of uh mm-hmm. you can jump on it and ride it i didn't get it but when i watched people use it <laughs> on the <laughs> on videos and stuff it looked really lame like it didn't look like yeah. it, you could do much with it so, and he just kind of like it's not really a fly as it is a float yeah, but I'm guessing it comes in handy certain places. Right. Uh, okay, so the, the water test gives you the ice crystals, which allow you to freeze enemies. I was more of a mm-hmm. fan of actually killing the enemies than I was freezing them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's some, that brings up something else, because of the water level. Uh, in the water, he jumps high, Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he walks slow and jumps high. And that's something that's always bothered me about video games, especially these old ones. Why do the characters jump really high in the water? Because they're weightless, man. Come Have on. Have you ever tried to jump in the water? No. Okay. Now, it's true that you can jump high when you're totally underwater. But have you ever tried to crest the surface of the water with your jumps? Because that's when things get weird. You mean, like, come up and out and... Yeah. Because all of a sudden, gravity yeah. just hits you and grabs you. Right. It's like gravity's forces are stronger now. Right. All right, anyway. Uh, okay, so from the Magic Forest, you can get the web, which allows you to catch an enemy in a web. Again, mm-hmm. an ability that seems mostly useless. Right. But you can use it. You can do it unlimited times. Uh, and now here's the one right. that I really wanted, and I tried and tried and tried to get, but for some reason could not beat the secret cliff level is and it's the boss they always got me on that level but anyways is the dart which basically gives you the yeah. ability to throw your spears and they stick into the wall right. i really wanted that weapon but i just i couldn't get it right that's the that that's really oh some of these just seem like they just kind of made them up on the spot yeah like eh, what can we make this one do <laughs> like, hey bill hey bill uh I want I want some darts in this game, okay? Or we're like catching an enemy with a web, really? Yeah. Or uh, and it's essentially the same thing. It's freezing an enemy. Like you get them both. I don't know. Yeah. Why do you see both? Kind of. It kind of seems like the same thing, right? Right. Uh, in so. addition to the totems that you get for beating each level, uh, you can get things during the level, like power ups during the level. Which a lot of these were were more useful, I will say that. More useful than the power-ups you get for beating, beating the boss. There's the flint that you can pick up. And the flint just makes your weapon stronger. But it didn't last mm-hmm. very long. I don't know if you noticed, but you would get it. And you would 
attack the enemy and then it would go away after a few hits. Mm-hmm. So I thought yeah. I thought the good a good strategy would be to try to save it for the boss, but man, it's it's hard. You got to dodge enemies throughout the whole level just to save it for the boss, and you only get maybe four hits. Right. So I decided that really wasn't my strategy. Yeah, useless. Uh, and then you have the buffalo headdress, which looks like a samurai helmet. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a I think that was just one of those over. things that didn't get translated. Yeah. So the buffalo headdress will... Uh, or samurai helmet. Or samurai helmet. Increases your defensive power, which I did not notice that doing anything for me. I'm sure it did, <laughs> but it did not seem to do anything for me. If you say so. Yeah. Uh, the deerskin shirt, which just kind of looks like armor of some kind. Actually, mm-hmm. it just looks like a tan blob. But it, it looks makes like you, a vest. Yeah. It makes you invincible and also somewhat invisible. You turn into a yeah. little ghost. Yeah, I hated that too because then you really just can't see your guy. Yeah, I mean, he's there, but he fades away. Right. Yeah. Which that's actually a pretty handy uh, power up because you can you don't get hurt, but at the same time, uh, yeah, it's in every you can just expect it. it's like getting the star from Mario, but instead of turning into a rainbow of colors, you just fade away. I yeah. think that's an Elton John song, isn't it? Uh, instead I don't of know. turning into a rainbow of colors, you just fade away. Sounds like it should be an Elton John song. All right. You want to get lost in your rock and roll? Yeah, and then you get the usual hearts that refill your life, and you get the spear, which increases the length of your spear, which that's a good power up. And then the best one in the game is the gourd. Which basically just gives you an extra life. Yeah. Now this game Magic has... Magic Gorg. This game has uh, essentially unlimited lives because you die and you can continue, but you just have to start at the beginning and just pick a different level. But right. uh, the Gorg will give you lives within the level. So that's a really handy power-up. It's a magical Gorg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's uh, about it for the manual. Although... This manual has something really cool near the end of it, okay? Mm-hmm. It has, they have a section called Help Jellico Invent New Games You'll Like. I like it. And uh, basically it's just a questionnaire. Give qu- it your idea. It's just a questionnaire, uh, you know, asking what things you like, what TV shows do you watch, what magazines do you read, and then you tear it off and send it in, and they make, you make, they make games based on what you like. So right. I wonder if they had this before the the Wampum game. Like maybe a bunch of kids wrote in and said they want to play a game about, you know, Native American trials. I don't know. Probably not, because it is just after this game in Japan that was about some monkey king. But um Good point. Good point. It is interesting though. It's basically like demographic research mm-hmm. for video yeah. games. It is cool. It's, it's like it also, doing a survey it also somewhat maybe says that Jellico was out of ideas. That too. <laughs> uh, so what do you guys like? <laughs> it's like it's like having people over that you don't really. It's like uh, you like TV. You guys want to watch some TV? Listen to some music. What, what kind of show you like? Yeah, it's like inviting everybody over for to watch a movie, and then when they get there, be like, "All right, what movie you guys want to watch?" I mean, what do you like? Do you like comedy? Do you like action? That's that's Jellico. That's your friend. That's your friend, Mr. Jellico. Right. 
Hey, have you seen the speaking of Native American stuff? Have you seen the South Park about where they talk about Twenty Three and Me? No, I have not. Really, it's a newer one. They're all trying to. They all do their Twenty Three and Me and see how much uh, Native mm-hmm. American they have in them. But anyways, that's beside the point. It's a funny episode. But uh, so you know, my wife and I did the Twenty Three and Me. Right. And she's been told her whole life that she was like a sixteenth Native American Cherokee or something like that. And I had also been told things like this. You know, because here in our part of the Appalachia area... Everybody gets told that. Everybody gets told that. <laughs> and it's somewhat... Right. There's some truth way back in the past, because it's mostly like Scottish-Irish people that come in this area. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was a lot of interaction with Cherokees or whoever, you know, depending on what uh, state you're in. But regardless, everybody gets told that when they're young, right? Mm-hmm. In this area, that you've right. got your part Indian. So right. we got our 23 and me back last year and uh, Amber pulls it up <laughs> 0. 0.1%. Uh, nice. So 0.1%. So that's not quite a 16. And then I look at mine, zero. Zero percent. But you know what I do Great. have a percentage of? Uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. Also Greek. Got some Greek in there. I'm a cultured dude. Right? Oh, sweet. Very, very small percentages. Very small. There, there is. Uh, I have heard, you know, stories about you know people doing the twenty three and Me, and they've like all, th- their whole life they've been like, oh yeah, I'm like a you know a third German or whatever, and then they get it back and they're not German at all. Yeah, she also, my wife also thought she was had some German in her, and she's got some, but not nearly as much as she thought. She's mostly just, I think she's like ninety percent Scottish Irish. <laughs> yeah, which but, is mo like. Probably ninety percent of people in this area. Yeah, in this area, you pretty much that's where everybody is. So, yeah. unless you're slapper bags, and then, in which case, he's Italian, right? So. But he's in Poland right now. But he's also in Poland, and his team just lost. Which, why does that make me smile? I don't know. It just <laughs> does. because it because it aggravates him so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is nobody that gets more. Angry <laughs> when their team loses than, than Cyberbacks. Yeah, I love it. Almost punched you in the face one time. <laughs> you remember that at Buffalo Wild Wings when he stood up and punched the the bench, <laughs> but he like yeah, he punched like there. right next to your head. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, classic classic Cyberbacks. All right, let's talk about the games. <laughs> so let's talk about the All graphics. Right. What did you think about the graphics? Okay, I actually like the graphics. So that was one thing I did really like about the game. So I thought the sprites were really well done. The background uh, art, I thought I really like the level design. Um, I thought, as far as graphics, uh, I'm really, I really dig it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that's probably like the best part about this game. The graphics are really mm-hmm. good. There's also some really mm-hmm. cool uh, scenery effects, like going in behind your character goes in behind trees and bushes and stuff, which mm-hmm. is. Not something a lot... Early NES games did not do this kind of stuff. So this is later in the life cycle. Like, think Mario 3, how he drops... You can drop behind things. Well, this is this is even cooler than that, for the most part. Because right. this is... There's, like, bushes and trees that you're going in. Some go in front of, some go behind. It's just really... It's a really cool effect. And the way right. the, the, the screen scrolls with the character as he's jumping... As you're jumping through the platforms. So it just... The graphics are really, pretty great. Yeah, I agree. I, I I thought that was the the best, probably the best part to the game for me. 
Yeah, me too. What about the sound and the music? Okay, I did not like the music. Like that was a, that was a big downside to me, and I think it just seems so choppy. Yeah, like it's almost like they just took a bunch of like sound effects and combined them to make songs. Yeah, I, like, I, I kind of felt the same way. There was no flow to the song. Yeah, I didn't, and which you know, like you said earlier in the podcast, it's surprising that this guy has had a pretty good career doing a lot of Pokemon games, and and you know, uh, this was one, of course one of his earlier works, and it's just a, it was a mess in my opinion. Yeah, I don't know that I disliked it as much as you, but I can see where you're coming from. I think it was just kind of. Fair. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even call it good. I wouldn't even say like I usually do. Say, oh, it's fine. It matches the game. I, I could have done with something better for this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, the near death sound that you get, the sound of your guy when he's about to die, is the mm-hmm. most annoying near death sound <laughs> I have ever heard in an NES game. Yeah. It is terrible. And I heard it a lot, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> it is bad. It's just bad. Yeah. It was so bad that I, I was playing the game. Uh, I was playing the game in one room. My wife was in the other. And uh, typically, you know, she wants me to keep it down. But as long as it's not getting on her keep nerves, it down in there. As long as, it's not, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's not getting on her nerves, she's fine. But with this game, that near death sound, she actually came in there like, "Can you just turn that sound off?" Or put on headphones <laughs> or something because that is bad. And I said, I yeah. totally agree. Yeah. Mute and just turn it. Yeah, on. yeah. All right. So you want to round this out? Talk about whether it's worth it. Sure. How much does this go for? So average price that you're really going for around thirty-eight. Let's just call it forty bucks. For me, it's nowhere near worth it. I think. For me, for this game to be worth it, it would have to be less than ten dollars. You think it would be worth it to for make... less than ten? Yeah. So would you pay seven fifty for it? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that reminds me. You asking that question reminds me of the episode of Boy Meets World where uh, he's asked Feeney's like, "What if uh, what's what's passing?" And he's like sixty five, and he says. What if he gets a 64? <laughs> Fails. What if he gets an 80? Passes. What if he gets a 50? <laughs> Fails. What if it's a 20? <laughs> he just keeps going. Oh, <laughs> uh, that Hey, did you oh, did you continue watching Girl Meets World? Is it still on? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I watched it all. No, it's they did three seasons, typical Disney fashion apparently. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it was pretty much expected to be discontinued after three seasons because I guess that's what Disney does. I don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, there was some big hoopla when it was ending that, you know, it was their third season and Disney doesn't like, wasn't going to do another season because they'd only really run three seasons of shows. I don't know. I, I may not begin the story completely correct there but uh just pretend like you know what you're talking about and because yeah, this guy right. here didn't know anything and i'm sure nobody out there knows anything about, about disney right you don't have to right. worry about the entire wealth of the internet proving you wrong that never happens uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway basically 
they ended after three seasons, and I have watched them all, mainly because my daughter got really into it, so uh, she wanted to watch them, so I've seen, you know, I've seen them all. Um, and they did good, you know, the, the last episode uh, was really good, you know, the last few episodes they really kind of bring all the Boy Meets World characters in. And did you cry? I did not cry. So it's not quite uh, as bad as This Is Us? No. Okay, alright, just check. But, uh, you know, it was good. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it for some reason. I think it's just because the Disney Channel shows were just a little bit too childish for me. If, yeah. I had a, if I had a child, maybe I would have got through it like you did. But Yeah, I probably wouldn't have if it wasn't for Leah's interest in it. So, you know, if she was watching it, I would watch it too. Um, what about Fuller House? You watched Fuller House? Mm, no, I never was a Fuller House Were you a big Fuller House? Not okay. really. Uh... Fuller House is just kind of a miss for me. I don't know. It's kind it's of the same thing with Girl Meets World. Uh, I mean, it's popular. People love it. It's going on like their fourth or fifth season now. So. Yeah, but it's Netflix. Netflix will just keep pumping money into anything, right? I don't know. You'd think they'd have to have some kind of, you know... Proof that somebody else is watching it. <laughs> right, right. I'm sure. I'm sure there's people watching. I, it, I'm sure it's probably good if you're a big Full House fan, but I just was not a Full House. Were you a Full yeah. House fan? I was a Full House fan, which makes it interesting that this one's not really hitting me. It's not really catching on with me. Just is it I don't the know. Beach just, Boys? Is there enough? Beach I don't know Boys? what it is. I think it's maybe maybe what it was. The cheesiness of Full House was kind of lost on me because I was a kid. Ah, gotcha. And now the che- the Fuller House is just as cheesy, probably. And it's just like, I can't get into it because of that now. Maybe. I don't know. Just guessing. Makes sense. So, it could be it. I'm just waiting for an Eric spinoff. They just need to do an Eric spinoff. The Boy Meets World. Yeah. Give Eric his own show. I would love that. That'd be like the best show ever. I mean, he's the best part of Boy Meets World and I'm sure Girl Meets World. He really became the best part of Girl Meets World. Like his episodes were the best episodes. So did you know that he like had to take a hiatus from acting because of he had like crippling anxiety? Really? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. And this and like basically Sounds like he really didn't act again until kind of Girl Meets World kind of got him back into it, though. Really? Hmm. I know he was in a couple of National Lampoon movies, but like right yeah, after he, Girl Meets World. He, he did a couple of those. I think he did, he's done a lot of voice acting for cartoons. Oh, that's right. He was in... Um, Kim was Possible. Bat- oh, okay. I was thinking he was in Batman Beyond. He might have been. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he, he was definitely the uh, voice actor. I remember all that. All right, do you got any retrofitted trophies? Uh, yeah. You got any really good offensive ones? I don't have any offensive ones. Oh, okay. Just check. And that is, yeah, nothing, nothing that should ruffle any feathers. Okay. All right, you want me to go with one? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I stole this one basically from from Mike, Patreon picker. Uh, jog and jab. To get jog and jab, you use a turbo controller and you tie a rubber band down over the jab button 
And then you just, all you, the only button you gotta worry about is jumping and moving your guy. The rubber band takes care of the rest. That's, if you do that, you get the job. Jog, jog and jab. Trophy. Sweet. Uh, I got, uh, uh, fly on your wing like an eagle. And I think I've used this trophy before. I think I used it with Kid Icarus or something else. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, because the song is from, is Flight of Icarus by Iron Maiden. And, but this fly like your, fly like on wings of an eagle you get if you beat the ice ritual level and get the cloud uh, totem. Because oh, nice. eagle flying, soaring eagle flying. Uh huh. Okay. Anyway. All right. My next one is also a song. Uh, yours was like Iron Maiden, and I guess Steve Miller, "Fly Like an Eagle." Mine is oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. I believe I can fly, and that is getting the cloud. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. Next I believe I can fly. <laughs> All yeah. right. Mine. Uh, next one is. Like <laughs> uh beat secret cliff and get the dart trophy and that is wait i can throw this thing Mm. nice i made a one up while uh we were uh, doing the show this one's called it's just a dart and that is find out cliff's secret (laughs) cliff's secret is it's just a dart he just tells you you can actually throw this thing yeah he's like uh by the way your spear it's actually a dart i don't know why you've been using this just throw it that's cliff's secret yeah Right. All right. I got one more. Go ahead. Is this this last one? You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. This one is also a song, Fire on the Mountain, Run Boy Run. And that is uh, Defeats Fire. Fire level. All right. All right. All right. So, feedback. How do we want to do the feedback? There's some good feedback in there, and there's some that we're going to avoid. Yeah. So, there's some feedback, and I'll kind of just kind of tease this out. Um, for the most part, there's, you know, uh, basically there's some, there's a somewhat, I don't know if you want to call it a debate, but you know, some people get into the hot and heavy subject of, of the mascot of this game. Um, and, and just kind of save time and not ruffle anybody's feathers or trying to get too political on the show. Um, we're just going to kind of let you go read that if you're interested. But if not, we're just going to kind of jump over it here so that we don't. Works we want to keep it. We want to keep it kind of fun and, yeah, you know, not heavy. But if you want to get into okay. something heavy, you can go there. Although, if I recall, it's been, I don't know how the conversation ended, but I think it took a turn for the fun anyways. It did take a turn for the fun. So go read it. It's interesting. It is something to ponder and think about, but just not something we really uh, want to dive too deep into on the show. Yeah. Okay. So, starting us off is Chris Vanderhoff. Oh, boy. The traitor. I'm going to have to stop reading Chris Vanderhoff's feedback. But we say we're going to read it, so I'm going to read it. Have it, but never played it. I guarantee if it came out on the Genesis, it would be loads way better. Uh, it would be a load. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, there you go. Never should have had that guy on the show. He gets one little <laughs> episode where he comes on and joins us, and then next thing you know, he jumps to the other side. 
He's the troll master general. You watch out, gems. Germs. If you ever had decided right. to have him on your show with you, he's going to turn on you too. And he's going to go over to like That's right. the, SNIT, the Super NES podcast or something. All right. My call said, I absolutely love this game. I have this memory as a kid of my dad taking me to Toys R Us to get a new game once in a blue moon. Along with Stanley, the search for Dr. Livingston, and my quick-shot joypad controller, this is one of those games that my dad got for me that I distinctly remember. It's a little like Mega Man, in that you gain the ability from your defeated enemies, and it has a lot of platforming. Controls seem tight, except for the ice levels. Granted, the hero would probably not be considered PC by today's standards, but hey, you gotta admit that he stands out among all the ninjas and robots in the gaming universe. I used to be able to beat this game consistently as a kid. I hope you guys enjoy it. Alright. Hey, speaking of, we didn't. I didn't get to say whether or not I thought it was worth it. Oh! Do you think it's worth it? No, but I just wanted to say <laughs> that. It, now, <laughs> now, listen. Listen. <laughs> I just want to say, I don't think it's worth it. But I did have a good time playing it. I think it's a cut above a lot of NES games out there. Uh, I know we, we yeah. I feel like we bashed it quite a bit on this show, but I think there are a lot of redeeming qualities about this game, and I had fun. I had a lot of fun playing it. I just don't. Th- there is a high price tag on it, but I like Maybe I'm just an offensive person myself, but I really liked the story behind this game. I thought it was kind of neat and very unique. Uh, and I like the graphics, and the gameplay was just a little loose for me, um, but it may not be for somebody else. And the concept being yeah. Mega Man-like, I thought that was pretty cool. So, I think it is worth some price, just not the price that people are asking for it right now. And I want to reiterate mine. I said it was not worth it, but I said it was not worth it because we were talking about $40. Right. I did say, I gave it the caveat that if it was less than 10 I would say it was worth it. Right. Yeah, It's okay. fun for that cost but not for the cost that it is so right all right peter martin says ready i have never heard of this game shocking isn't it we've been playing jeremy sharp a, a nice string of games that peter doesn't know I'm right. sorry for that, peter. remember that song what was that movie song scotty doesn't know uh, is that euro trip yeah it's euro trip we just need to make a song Peter doesn't know. Yeah. Talking about games we just right. played that he doesn't know. Jeremy Sharp says, I actually have this and yet do not think I've ever played it. I'll check it out this week. Uh, Steve Martinez says, really well done game. When I first got it, I thought it would be gimmicky, but it ends up being a really solid and well-made title. Lots of fun and a good fair challenge. Oh, my computer's slowing down. Uh-oh. Not wanting to uh, get to the rest. So then we have a, a lively discussion between Andrew Code and, and Chris Murray and some other people kind of get involved there. Uh, if you want to get in, read into that, we're not going to get into it. But it does take a turn for not only the fun, but the Snowbiz and Chuck E. Cheese related. Hmm. Now, if I had to think of something fun, that would be at the top of my list. As a kid. Snowbiz and, Ch- Snow and Chuck E. Cheese? Showbiz, I think is what you're trying to say. But you got Snowbiz on the brain. I did because I had Snowbiz today. Oh, man, I still haven't. You know what? You know what? Oh, it made me so mad. Okay. Listen. 
last was it last summer we were talking about Snowbiz coming back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So last summer we were talking about Snowbiz coming back, and I said I kept telling Amber I said we gotta go, we gotta get some Snowbiz. I said I want right. to go try it. They're back, and she went one day with her work pals during a lunch break, and she said it wasn't very good, and so I never did get to go. Oh, I liked it though. I liked it at the Lunar City one. Okay. Um, I do have to say, I went to the Sweetwater one today, and I was a little disappointed. Not what it once was, huh? Well, I think the Lunar City was better. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It just seemed like the ice was not as good there. You gotta, and, you and gotta have good fluffy ice. Yeah. So, I would say, if I'm telling you... Because you're the only person I think that lives in this region that listens to the podcast. Oh, I don't uh, listen to the podcast. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. if I'm telling you, go to the one in Lower City. Okay. All right. And I think it's opening in like a week or so. They still so. have cream? Because I would always get black cherry with cream. Oh, they do. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. somebody reached out to me last time. last time we talked about Snowbiz. Because remember, we asked if anybody else had Snowbiz, or if it was just mm-hmm. a local thing, and somebody reached out to me and said they did have Snowbiz, so it's not just a local thing. I think it's like a franchise. I think you can like purchase like yeah. the franchise. So. the equipment or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then my call rounds us out again. I think you alluded to this earlier. He says, uh, so I just came up with this, since it is a Mega Man clone, but with no gun for running gun. It deserves its own sub sub genre called jog and jab. So, uh, anyway, good stuff. All right, let me continue on here. There's a couple more in other other places. Yeah, my computer's not gonna. I'll take care of that. Allow me to. I'll take it from there. All right. Uh, on the Facebook page, which is still a thing, uh, Chris, mm-hmm. I want to mispronounce your last name, Lathco says, I've seen a lot of people give this game crap for being non-sensitive, but on its own, it is an awesome title and a lot of fun for anyone who has beaten all the Mega Man games on the NES and wants something more. Also, the game showcases some nice sprite work on the NES. Uh, Gabe Van Gilder says, I feel like a terrible gamer. I heard all of these games, that, but but you never review games that I played as a kid, and it really makes me feel <laughs> like an NES novice. Ooh, spam. This one says, marked as spam. Let's see what it is. Oh, boy. Uh, from Sean Robinson says, And here's the Japanese original of Wampum. Note that the Brave was originally a monkey with a staff based on Chinese illusion. That is not spam. Facebook. Yeah. Come on, Facebook. And then uh, Noel Estep says, Good platform game. Terribly racist. That's what he says. All right. All right. Moving on. Twitter. We do have one Twitter. At least one. Uh, two. We got two. Paul and Andy from Power Trip Gaming, which, by the way, good show. Not family-friendly, but you guys should go listen to it or watch it. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, this was a good platformer and definitely a hidden pearl. I like that. Uh, that's right, germs, he says. Hey, we should take that over. We should become the pearl guys. The pearl guys? Instead of saying hidden gems, we could say hidden pearl. Yeah, we're, we're the pearl guys. You really want to be precious as, pearl. You really want to be known as the pearl guys? No, no. That's all right. Uh, he says, doesn't come up a lot on lists, but is a solid outing from Jellico. Good call, Paul and Andy. And then Ultralavo says, in Japan, this was a sequel to Sayuki World. 
which was basically Wonder Boy and Monsterland, but characters and story changed. The main character was Sun Walking Wukong. Sorry, you've already done. You've already been over this. I'm just wanting yeah. to butcher it myself too. The American version changed the, into a Native American named Soaring Eagle. Good call, Ultralovers. Truth. Speaking the truth. And Google Plus. Is it gonna? Is Ryan there? Ryan is there, and he's got a friend. Ryan says, "I like a good platformer," and got that vibe from checking this one out. The soundtrack was a bit repetitive at points, though. Reminded me a little of what Kid Icarus sounded like. And then Ryan's friend, I'm assuming it's his friend because they're both on Google Plus. Chris Dixon says, My one thought, <laughs> I need this cart. He needs it. Yes. I don't blame you. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. All right, we got, uh, ooh, we've got an iTunes review. Five stars from Mike1002. Mike says, The show for all Xennials. Xennials. I guess he's combining uh, Gen Xers with Millennials there, maybe. Mm hmm. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's our audience. In case you didn't know, Gen Xers and Millennials. Uh, for those yeah. of us born in the 1980s, this show will conjure memories of sitting around with your best buds and shooting the breeze about your favorite game to love or hate from the console that set the bar for us in terms of what video gaming was meant to be. Add in an appropriate amount of tangents that at the same time trigger memories that so many of us share in common. And you have the amazing podcast experience that is called Two Dudes in an S. Oh, thanks, Mike1002. That's pretty good. That, we may have to steal that for like some kind of banner or description or something. Cause that's yeah, good. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm getting a call. Uh, hold on. I'll just I'll send yeah. it to, I'll send it to voicemail. I'll send it to voicemail. Mm-hmm. Then I'll just play the voicemail. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's it from? Uh, Nick Stevens actually. Nick. And he's calling. Me. Oh, okay. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna he, be. Uh, must be- I'm going, I'm going to BBGM, make him leave us a voicemail, and then, uh, all right. Maybe some late, last-minute feedback. I bet it is. I mean, he never calls me about anything else, so let's see. Right. And this is probably going to be, like, one of the most infamous sound bites you'll ever have from Nick Stevens, but uh, this is probably one of my favorite games of all time. Like, probably top oh, ten. Yeah, hold on, i got to make sure. So, top ten again. Wow. Nick, <laughs> you're going to run out of, you're going to run out of slots in that top ten if you just keep putting uh, the top ten every week. Man. Top right. ten game. Oh, all right. I wonder if he thinks dropping out, or if he's just top ten all the time. He loves this game. Well, that's obvious. Yeah. All right. We do have a couple other voicemails that people have left, and then that should finish us out. Nick is loud. Do you notice how loud he is? Yeah, he's so very loud. loud. He just screams into the phone. So rude. Oh, I think just Jay Z and he has calling. Let me turn him up because he's quiet. Especially compared to Nick. I had to turn Nick way down. Right. And now I got to turn right. Jay-Z back up. Dudes, what up, Tom? It's uh, Jay-Z and Ian here from uh, YouTube. Also, John's wrestling stuff. Uh, I see you're talking about Womp up there. But, uh, you know what? It's a little bit disappointing. I don't think I've ever played that one too much. But, uh, you know, uh, there's only so many games out of all of my collection that I can say I've actually played. Back in the day, you know, I used to play each and every one of them every time I got them because I was really curious and I had all the time in the world in my hands. But, you know, nowadays, it's a lot harder to do that. But uh, from what I've seen of it, I, I do remember playing it a little bit and it looks like a pretty cool game, one that I'm actually more excited to get into. But uh, uh, yeah, I remember when I got it, though, it was um, 2015, which is 
like three years ago now, but uh, I got it for 25 bucks from one of my friends. We got it at Disc Replay, which is a cool chain that we've got around here of stores or whatnot. So that's how I get all my awesome gaming finds and whatnot. But yeah, so I, I don't know too much about Wampa, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it and hopefully it's awesome. And I'll see you next one. Thanks, Jay-Z. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Uh, go check out his show as well. Jay-Z. Alright, one more. I'm hoping that this one is... I'm hoping this was Mike, the Patreon picker. Surely he would call in for the show, right? Hey, dude, yeah. this is my call. I'm the guy that is responsible for you guys reviewing this game today. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for doing your show. I uh, really enjoy it. Uh, I do a lot of driving. My job, I drive sometimes 600 to 800 miles a week. And Whoa. I like to thank your guys' pod- podcast while I'm driving and whenever I'm working in the office to get paperwork done. Anyway, I really hope you enjoy Wampum. Um, I think it's a fun little Mega Man clone type game. Uh, I've already talked about my nostalgia for it on Facebook, so I won't go into all that. I just really think the gameplay is really fun with it. Um, I always have to wonder why in the world they have a pink frog wearing a cape, though, as one of the bosses. I never figured that one out. But anyway, hope you enjoy it. I'll understand if you don't appreciate the price tag on it. I know it's a little bit pricey at around $40, but uh, hope you have fun with it. And uh, keep on uh, doing the good work, dudes. Bye. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the various bosses, but there's some interesting bosses. I yeah. I chalk it up to, um, he says he doesn't know why there's a pink frog in a cape. I'm just going to assume that it's part of the trials, you know? Maybe, what's that cactus right. that you can take? Peyote? Yeah, maybe he just, maybe that's part of the trial. He's got to take some peyote while he does the trial. Right. Right. Oh. Sweet. Okay, that's, uh, that's about it for the show. You can uh, also check out the Retro Junkies if you'd like. Uh, let's see. Today, let's see. This this episode, I'm going to highlight uh, the No Swear Gamer. He is a YouTube. He does awesome swear-free videos uh, <laughs> about various things, games. He also doesn't just he doesn't just stick to games though. He can he's, he'll go into action figures or board games or just right. it's retro things. And uh, he's a really good speaker. So he's kind of like Ferg. He does a show by himself, but. It's, you can't really tell it. It doesn't have any problems with it, like like I do whenever I do uh, the Nintendo Switch Up episodes, which I really should probably do some of those since it's been so long and people keep asking for them. But I'm just not I'm not that motivated to talk by myself. <laughs> Anyways, so no swear gamer, right. check out his show on YouTube. Uh, and then speaking of YouTube, check out the uh, We Dude We Guy on YouTube. He goes by We Guy. Yeah, YouTube. man. Check him out. He does the music, uh, stereoized NES tunes. And big shout out, thank you to the Fox Dude for our awesome logo. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. That's all I got. Where do they find all us? Right. Can you tell them where they find us? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, any of the social medias. You can find us on uh, com. And then tendudes.com. Or you can always call us. Now, how could you call us there, Mike? Well, you can call us 
by dialing 775-7-RETRO-1. That is 775-773-8761. Or, if you go to our website, I'm going to try this. We're we're on video. Uh, Those Mm -hmm. listening... Those listening, I'll describe what I'm doing. But since we're on video, I want to see if I can show people how to do it. So I went to our website, which is nintendos.com. Here I am right. on our website, if you, as you can see. Now, see, look in the upper right corner. Look at that. What does that look like? To oh, you? man. It looks like a telephone call. Yeah. So I wonder what happens if I hit the button. Well, would you look at that? It says, it's asking me, would you like to call this number? And I say yes, mm-hmm. and I'm calling it. There you go. Justin can do it too, which means you can at home if you want to. All right, anyways. Or, yeah, you can go to the About section and hit Call Us, and then we'll pull it up as well. Oh, cool. I never tried that. So, there you go. Yep, all right. Uh, You know, we also got a Patreon. Do you like what you hear on this show? Do you like it enough that you'd like to throw money at us? Some people do. (laughs) So, Take my money! <laughs> exactly. Uh, some people like us enough that they want to support the show. Uh, we don't plug Patreon all that much because you guys already support us enough that we don't have to pay for hosting anymore or anything like that. So mm-hmm. since we're at that stage, I'm not really in dire need of more money. But if you want to donate some more, we'll take it and we'll figure out how to make the show better. One thing we don't do right now is we don't do like Facebook advertising or anything like that because we don't have the funds for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, if we ever get up to more money, then maybe we can reach out and get a hold of more people. I don't know that Facebook yeah. advertising is necessarily the way to do that, but there's got to be some way we can use money to get more people to listen to the show, right? Right. Just write just write NESDudes.com at the bottom of some dollar bills and just like throw them off the bridge, maybe. I don't know. Make it rain, as they say. Right. All right. As they say. Okay, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that that's a great uh, way to conclude a show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're stagnating because I usually tell us how to find them, tell us how to call them. Yeah. What else we got there? How do we end the show? How do we Our end next it? music? Sorry. Here comes the music for the next show. Music to the next show. All right. Uh, Bye, everybody. Bye. Mary Bobbins, son. Ah, uh, Nick. Nick Poppins. Nick Poppins. <laughs>